You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is a uh, super hungover Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? No, I don't drink. I'm not hungover. Ah, you said you were at a bar, so late last night you got home at 3 in the morning. Yeah, but I wasn't drinking. Yeah, sure. I think I think we're probably both hungover for different reasons this morning. Why are you hungover? Well, I'm hungover because I celebrated uh, one of the most glorious moments in, in world history. Yeah, truly, I think, maybe the highlight of your life. Yeah. I mean, I hope my wife doesn't hear that, but I think that's accurate. Yeah. I mean, I'd say like top five is probably uh, getting married, your three sons being born and the four-way trade. But the four-way trade is number one. The other things are just in the top five. Yeah. Well, as I, as I said to people in my fantasy league, like, okay, having like the birth of my child was more significant. I'm not going to deny that. But what did I really do to earn that? Like I had sex once nine months earlier. Right. Congrats. I didn't really do that like, much. Yeah. No, very little. Very yeah. little. Like I graduated from law school. What did I do? I, I hung out you know, around Boston for three years. Yeah, no, that's awful. Uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I to me, it's like you knew when your kid was going to be born, like you knew uh, like a few days before and like, all right, this kid's going to be born. Like, and, and also, wait, hold on. There's another thing. Like, you know, who's you know, who's produced a child and had given birth to a child? Everybody on Earth. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Everyone has kids like you could have kids all day long. Yeah, but nobody's made a four way football fantasy football trade before. I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the world. I mean, people said it was impossible. They said it would never be done. I will say there is an asterisk next to this trade. Why? Because looking at it, it almost looks like it was a four-way trade for the sake of being a four-way trade. In, in terms of what? Because I see the fourth name here basically traded one guy on the waiver who should be on the waiver wire for two other people who should be on the waiver wire. Well, no, because this is a two-quarterback league. So he was clutch. The, the trade couldn't happen without him. And you're, you're saying he traded Joe Flacco. That's the only guy he gave away. Yeah, he because got nothing back. He got he got back guys who shouldn't even be on the waiver, who should be on the waiver wire in a 14-team league, basically. No, he got the number one wide receiver on San Francisco, a team who's about to switch to Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Oh, so he's buying low on Marquise Goodwin? No, well, okay, first of all, okay, so he, Flacco doesn't have any value unless you need a quarterback for that one week, right? Obviously, so, so you should, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying. So, so he was he was getting rid of a guy who has no value to him, and he got two guys who you know, uh, Mike Wallace is averaging like 10, 11 points a game in the last four or five weeks, other than when he was injured. So you know he's whatever he's passable, and and then Goodwin's another like passable receiver. This whole trade looks shady. You gave up, I see Tyrod Taylor, who uh, is a QB two this year. Is not really no, he's not. He's he's yes. ninth in the league this year, and he was eight seventh in the league last year. He's had one game this year in the twenty point range. 
I mean, overall, he's ninth in the league this year. He's consistent, but he never puts. Yeah, he's a, a consistent top ten quarterback. He's not a he's he's not a top five quarterback, but he's a top ten quarterback year in year out. Jarek McKinnon, who you're selling high on, but has been very good this year. Yeah, I mean, he's scored under twenty points once since he got the job. And some and some real mediocrity. Wallace Croft, who's you know everyone in on in who plays fantasy football zone Tyler Croft this year when their tight end has a bye and Darkwa and you got back Devonta Freeman, who's a real RB one. Well, hold on, hold on. Orleans Darkwa in the last six weeks has yeah. more attempts than Devonta Friedman, has more yards than Devonta right, Friedman. Well, then you should have kissed Darkwa. Has more touchdowns Freeman. than Devonta Friedman, yeah. and is third in the league in yards per carry in the entire NFL. I tend to think that team is one in a million, and Wayne Gallman's going to end up getting a lot of carries soon, probably. All right, I mean, uh, but Darkwa's been their number one running back, and you got you got well. uh, McCown, who's a useful player this year. Yeah, Flacco, who's you know a quarterback. I assume you need him to start one week or to be your Just backup. The McCown's on by, yeah, and then. And then you got three good receivers: Amari Cooper, Larry Fitzgerald, Chris Hogan. Well, no, I got, I got three. I three. I got three name receivers. I mean, Amari Cooper has scored in double digits once all season. Yeah. He had forty points against the but Chiefs. But listen, he still has his quarterback. Half the teams in the league don't, so he has Hold upside. On. Amari Cooper had three weeks in a row where he had single digit yardage. No, he's bad. I mean, he was bad, but he's he's still a wide receiver. No, but he, he has potential. Larry Fitz, Fitz Fitzgerald, who's very good right. with Palmer, now he, and when Palmer's yeah. not there, and Hogan he's will be healthy in two weeks, and he's a wide receiver too, also. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And, and Hogan was a guy who was a nobody at the beginning of the year. And then in September and October, he was scoring a touchdown every week. But he still hasn't he still hasn't had more than 78 yards in a game all year. So he's totally touchdown dependent. But yeah, I got three guys who hopefully will all be starting receivers. Anyways, to combine the two things that we were doing. So you came into the live Seinfeld show last night and it's all you were talking. Yeah, about. you came over to me. I was very busy. You, you really eight different times tried to tell me about this trade while I was trying to like, set stuff up. Yeah. People it said good. I met so yeah, many listeners. listeners. It's shocking how many of them are normal people. Yeah, they're very normal. I said I can't say that for the hosts. I met Mike Clark, and the and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I'm like, "I'm working on a four way fantasy football trade." Yeah, a lot of people said that's what you were talking about. Yeah, they, yeah, I was basically a cliche version of myself last night. Yeah, but and right, you you literally had your laptop out during the show, which like if there was only one person who had a laptop out during this. Yeah, podcast. and a few people asked me what I was doing, and I said I'm working, which was true, but not exactly in the way they thought. So you weren't even listening to our podcast. No, because it's going to be recorded. I'll hear it later. <laughs> you, were listening. you really were listening. What a bastard. <laughs> that's yeah, what, that's why, by the way, yeah, I, that's why when it came your turn to ask questions, you kind of flopped. Yeah, because I, I was like totally busy. And then Amir just puts a microphone in my face. And he's like, here, ask a question. I was like, what? I was like totally unprepared. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you didn't come with questions. I mean, you, you really you really tanked. No, and actually, you, I, I did come with questions. Rob but. told me he saw the biggest eye roll he ever saw in his life during your yeah. um, during yeah. your question. So we're going to miss. Um, but uh, you had a good time at the live show. But you're going to edit that out, right? No, definitely not. We, you had a good time at the live show, right? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to edit out some of the other comments, right? Nope. It's going in. The whole thing's going in. No, you told me some things are being edited out. Now, listen. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, what, about, what about the Roy Halliday joke, by the way? That was too soon. What are you, what are you, what are you like? Uh, that, that's, that's, that's not canon. That never happened. Wait, hello? Yeah. Speaking of Roy Halliday, did you see what our friend Michael Friday tweeted about Roy Halliday? No. Well, what are you giving everyone free publicity for? <laughs> I'm just gonna say it was it was uh it was a uh I don't know I, I'm not I'm not I don't gonna go near with the follow t- Michael Friday's not on Twitter what are you talking about Yeah he's stolen the the uh, account of of some guy who was on Survivor or something Ben Wade That's not necessarily him How do you know it's him What do you mean That is Michael Friday How do you know Because his the pictures of Michael Friday uh the 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 Twitter bio is a link to Michael Friday's Instagram account Oh well allegedly you have to say allegedly <laughs> Well because everything with Michael Friday is alleged Yeah. He may not even exist. Yeah. We, we're still not sure. The only thing yeah. we know about him is he played two minutes. He played two minutes of uh, of high school basketball. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, you had a good time, though, with the live show? Yeah, the listeners were very nice. A lot of people were talking about 32 fans, and they're excited about 32 yeah. fans. A lot of people asked me why you didn't give it a shout-out at the end of the podcast, but I said, well, actually, I think it's Rob who always asks you what's happening this week. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we did. You know, it, yeah. there's a lot uh, There's a lot of balls in the air, right? I could have plugged it, but listen, everyone who everyone in that room probably knows. Uh, you know, there was people came from out of town. It was wild. That guy, Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Dan, the benefactor, flew in from San Francisco. Dan, yeah, Dan. Uh, Sean Falconer also flew in from San Francisco. I feel oh, like Sean Falconer trying to get to meet him. You didn't meet, oh, Damn. that's bad. Oh, well, no. He's in the city. You could, you could hit him up today if you want to. Uh, yeah, who else did I meet? I um, yeah, I, I met Jake Larson. Jake, Larson. Uh, I met Zach Brooks. Zach Brooks is wearing a green uh, shirt to be very identifiable as a Michigan State fan. Yeah, he is always repping the uh, MSU. Yeah. Uh, I met Millennial Max. He was sitting right behind me. Actually, yeah, Millennial Max. Yeah, I didn't know he's in New York. Um, yeah, a lot of people. Well, it was. Yeah. Uh, I feel I feel bad because there's others and now now I'm forgetting. Oh um, yeah, well, there's a lot a lot of people. A lot of our friends yeah. showed up. Yeah, we had a very good crew. A lot of people. Full. Yeah, uh, Av said to me he hadn't seen me in years. Yeah, he said that to me too. He's like, I've said to me, the last time I've seen you, and I've uh, a friend of both of ours, um, what listened to all 180 episodes of the Seinfeld podcast in the last 49 days. It's insane. And in the last week, he listened to like season eight and nine. Yeah, crazy. I, I meant to shout him out. There were so many things that I didn't have any notes. Oh, I met Jared Jerome also. Jared Jerome, I'd never met. I, didn't I met Ellie Rosenzweig. Ellie Rosenzweig. I met so many guests of our a lot podcast. Of guests, a lot of guests. Yeah, yeah. I saw Jordan Kalish, another uh, former guest of ours. I met in person. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So yeah, some people were really upset to see you, but uh, and and avoided <laughs> you. But other than that, yeah. But there were people there. I was like, oh, I you know. Afterwards, I'm like, I never met them. They kind of left without without seeing me. Well, yeah, and I felt bad. Uh, by the way, let me ask you a question: If you were to tell your wife, or if somebody else was to tell your wife, because yeah. she probably wouldn't believe yeah. you, that there was literally like uh, some girls there, some women there, lining up to take photographs with you, well, how would she react? I mean, she would feel bad for them. <laughs> like she would just assume i think she just assumes we're all like a bunch of weirdos i don't know i mean i was gonna try and like explain that to jen but she would have just accused me of being a liar and then she wouldn't believe anything i've ever told her about anything no explain it to jen i do want to i want to see if jen believes you can you tell her tonight? i can't, I can't lose i can't lose my credibility well her. we've already had a couple arguments with jen i had i had one yeah, you and jen are on the outs right now. we are very much on the outs i i i, well, I had one really good line prepared me, me, me and mara are all the way on the ends <laughs> listen take <laughs> i had one um i one really good joke about uh about my friend brought his girlfriend and i was gonna say um like I was going around the room, I was talking about some of the people that were that were in the room, some of the uh, you know, some of the uh, auspicious guests, and I was going to say like my friend Andrew's here, which I said, and then my other friend Andrew brought his girlfriend, uh, and I was going to get into how like this Seinfeld podcast in this like darkly lit room, because uh, the lights went out right before everybody came, uh, discuss whether like uh, you know this is a good like uh, early date place, and I was going to say like this yeah. is this is more like a place you bring your girlfriend when you want to break up with her. Which, or murder her, actually. right? Or actually, like, yeah, go to the back room and like leave her body or something. Like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I do think. And then, like, the girlfriend comes over afterwards and was like, "You and, uh, like, talking to me, like me and her boyfriend are like very similar. Like, that's never a good sign. Like, hear me podcast <laughs> right now and have me like, oh yeah, my boyfriend is a lot, lot like you, and and we look alike. Are they were they still dating at the end of the show though? I, when they left, they were going, they were left together. But I can't imagine by like okay. by Friday they'll still be together. Yeah, all right. So shock, shocking development all around. But you, you know, you thought that person never had a girlfriend before. So, <laughs> no, I never said. That. <laughs> tell, by the way, can you tell? Can you uh, when you tell your wife that uh, people are trying to take pictures with me that she won't believe? Tell tell her that that uh, that you know our friend brought a normal looking girl to the to the show. Also, yeah. 
she's not going to believe yeah, it. My, 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 my wife will feel more bad for her than she'll feel for the women who are taking. Oh, no question, no question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get in. Let's get into the business at hand. But thank you, everyone who uh, who came. It was uh, so much fun. Okay, so the business at hand is we're supposed to be ranking the coaches this week. Yeah. And uh, you forgot to make your rankings. I don't forget. I just I'm kind of like swamped. <laughs> All right. Um, but we do have Mike Clark had posted on the Facebook group. OK, so you want so to average I'm, I'm reference his rankings. You'll reference his. No, I'm not going to average his. All right. I'm, I'm, I, also him I, I am. I'm a, you know, right. I'm a coach's guy. I'm all about the coaches. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we'll jump right in that way. And uh, and that's how we'll go. All right. So uh, we're going to start at number 32. He was number 32 in my preseason ranking. He has done nothing to improve on that. Uh, that's Chuck Pagano. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason at this point to think he's a good coach. I think every other coach in the league has a higher upside than him, and he's going to get fired very soon. And, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, a team is going to go out there like Denver, probably, and steal Andrew Luck from the Colts this offseason. Yeah, uh, well, Jim Mercer seems to think that uh, Andrew Luck has uh, brain problems. So. Yeah, he's got brain problems. I, To me, uh, there's a no the no-brainer. You can't, you know, you could argue maybe someone's worse, but you can't argue that Pagano's decent, so this is fair. Yeah, and, um, and Mike Clark has been 31 because he has my uh, 31 at 32, so there's a swap there, and that's uh, Ben McAdoo. Yeah, I mean, I, the the thing is, like, maybe, you know, have McAdoo... Have you ever seen a worse moment for an NFL coach than that interview question where he was asked what, he's, what he said to his players at halftime and yeah. he sat there awkwardly for 30 seconds? Yeah, I mean... How do you not get fired immediately after that press I conference? mean, in McAdoo's defense, I, ironically, the first two coaches we've mentioned have winning records. Pagano has an excellent record. He's almost 60% winning percentage. Uh, and McAdoo still has a winning record as a coach, amazingly. Yeah, but he won't by the end of the season. No. How does he even have a winning record yeah. as a coach? How's that possible? Yeah. I think well, well, where are your numbers from? No, so this is a non-updated. I mean, if they went 11-5, he still yeah. has a 500 record. Yeah, I had McAdoo 23 in the preseason. So I didn't like him, but, you know, obviously I didn't think he was this Yeah, bad. they're missing a couple losses for the Giants, so he doesn't have a winning record anymore. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is, and, and we'll get to Mike Lombardi in a second, but Mike Lombardi has, has had it out for McAdoo and Doug Peterson forever. You have you really bought into the even though you don't like Lombardi, you bought into the Peterson thing because you picked Peterson third in your uh, in our bet about which coaches would get fired a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, and he's gonna be the coach. Yeah, the no, he's not getting fired. Yeah, but McAdoo is for sure getting fired. There's no chance he has a job. Yeah, no, McAdoo. I, the Giants are are the type of organization that are not going to put up with uh, like a, an embarrassing season like this. They're too classy. Can I tell you yeah. one funny thing somebody said to me by the way that I just thought of? Yeah. A person who was a little inebriated, very nice lady, came over to me uh, at, at like an after party and said, uh, this person, I think, was from middle America. So maybe they're not used to uh, the types of people who walk around um, Manhattan. Uh, and so she said to me, what's the Jewish holiday that all these men are outside walking around with yarmulkes? Uh, yeah, make, make, make fun of people who aren't experts in your religion, Akiva. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, by the way, I got to say um, – the the Seinfeld podcast that I've been on record the last few years when I when we rank our podcast at the end of the year has been my favorite podcast for the last yeah notwithstanding your presence on it my favorite podcast of the last like four years running yeah so what's going to be your favorite podcast of 2018 year in year out but 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 yet nevertheless I don't think with maybe one exception I don't think I've ever while listening to it laughed out loud like literally lol now and part of this might just be the function of you know listen you know listening to comedy in home versus you know going to a comedy club. Uh-huh. But last night there were there were many LOLs. Yeah, there were a bunch of laugh out loud. Yeah, that's what made me happy. Yeah, that's the good lines. There were some good jokes yeah. in there. Rob's cake boss impression was really really funny and got like a huge laugh from the room. Yeah, now now I'm embarrassed. I have no idea what you're talking about. I must have been uh, doing yeah, training. He got a massive laugh. He did a really good cake boss impression. Uh, I don't know what Cake Boss is. I don't know. Cake Boss is like a character on the Food Network, but he he did his voice like really well and like it got like a oh. double laugh, like a really big laugh. Oh, I feel bad. Sorry, Rob. I wasn't paying attention and I, <laughs> and I didn't get it. Anyway. 
But listen, I'm going to listen to the podcast. How many of the people who are there are going to listen to it uh, when it gets released? Oh, just you. Probably just you. I mean, maybe someone who wants to see like, oh, that was a train wreck or something. But yeah, mostly just you. Um, all right. So who's number 30? All right. Um, yeah. So just hold on. So winners and losers last week we tied. So that's uh, now we've uh, three weeks. You won three weeks. I won and three weeks have been tied this year. Um, although you're two games up on me overall. Uh, Pittsburgh at Indiana. Obviously, we're both picking Pittsburgh. The Giants at San Francisco. This is a game where you want to lose for draft consideration. Who are you picking in that game? Yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, I, I, if the Giants are trying hard, they're better than the Niners with Beathard. I think San Francisco wants to lose because then they want to go into their buy and then announce Garoppolo next week. If San Francisco Who's were San to Francisco, win with like the players don't want to lose. I, I, you know, I don't like when people yeah. say that. I, the players are never trying to lose. It's the organization. Yeah, they want to go to Garoppolo after the buy. So if CJ Beathard were to win this week, they might actually uh, throw a wrench in their plans. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to play really well. I, I, I think they're going to Garoppolo. I think they're just being kind to, to Beathard, who's probably their, you know, they might view him as their long-term backup. On the NFL, like on the 49ers official uh, website, on the article when they drafted C.J. Beathard, they, the quote in the article was, he's going to be a really good NFL backup. That's funny. <laughs> Which is not what you want to say no. the night you draft your third-round quarterback. But he does have a backup look. I do agree. I think he's competent enough that he's probably going to be in the league for a long time. Yeah, but like that's not, that's not supposed to be like the upside of your third-round draft pick. No, of course. Oh, was he the third yeah. round? I thought it was a fifth round pick. That's actually really bad for a third round pick. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, wait, who are you picking that game? I'm, I'm going to pick San Francisco just because it's funnier. No, I'm going with the Giants. Okay. All right. So, we got a disagreement there. That's good. All right. Uh, number 30 is uh, Marvin Lewis. That's where he was in the preseason. He has not moved up or down for me. There's nothing to say about him. It's the same story year after year. Wild underachievement. So, he should be lower than McAdoo or Pagano? No, I, but I'm saying it's a, it, it's just like he's, you know, he used to be an okay coach who just underachieved a little bit, and now they're just, you know, an atrocity, and he needs to get closer. Yeah, they lose in the first round of the playoffs every year, and now two years in a row, they're not even getting close right, to the playoffs. Right, I mean, that team is too good to be where they are right now. There's too many good players. Yeah, it's not a good situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's depressing if you're a Bengals fan because, they, well, they're going to Tennessee this week. I assume they're going to lose, right? Yeah, they're probably going to lose. I mean, they're just wasting, like, yeah. you know, Dalton's prime, if that is a thing. A.J. Green's prime. <laughs> they have, thing. you know, 18 different competent running backs, and they have some good players on defense, and they just they can't put it together. Yeah. All right, number 29, and um, uh, he's dropped five spots for me since the preseason, and probably he should be even lower, but, you know, there's, there's again, there's so many bad coaches in this league. Dirk Cutter. Yeah. I, Tampa Bay's two I, Everyone six. we've discussed so far, is, so far has got to go. Uh, this has been an embarrassing season. I mean, Jameis has had major health problems. I, I don't want to pin it on Jameis. I do think he's basically been not healthy most of the year. J- Jameis just makes like three or four atrocious decisions a game. And he did this in college also. Yeah. He has the physical skills to be a quarterback. He has the, the leadership skills, notwithstanding his ridiculous pregame messages about eating W's. But he just he makes such bad decisions. He just takes, makes terrible throws every single game. There's been no imp- And that's got nothing to do with injury traditionally nine and seven and then let's say they go four and 12 this year which is looking very possible does that get you fired i think it doesn't i think if you go nine and seven you go four and 12 i would i, I think historically you but there was so much hype about this yeah but i think historically you get the third season but to me you know uh i i might there's just nothing i've ever seen from cutter that makes me think he's a good coach so i would cut bait on cutter or the four first four guys i think have got to go that we've talked about yeah he, he was not drafted by the way in our draft yeah that's crazy I mean, again, they went nine and seven. He yeah. really needed to go four and twelve to even, like, almost to get fired, and then he might be doing that. Your Jets are going into Tampa this week. Are they going to yeah, pull off I another think that, I mean, what, I, I don't know the line, uh, but I, if I had to guess, it's a pick 'em. I had guessed that it would be Tampa by three. According to Bill and Sal, there was no line on this game, I guess, because of Jameis. But what I, the line I had seen was Tampa by one and a half. Yeah, someone asked me right, like when he got hurt, what would the line would be next week, and I, I, I thought it would be a pick 'em to Bucks minus one. Bucks minus one with a gun to my head. What is it? Well, I said it. It was it was one and a half. It was one and a half. Yeah. So you would have beaten me. You would have yeah. won. Too bad you didn't guess the lines this week. 
No, um, yeah, but I to me the Jets should be favored. I just think objectively the Jets have been better the last few weeks, and and you know Fitzpatrick stinks, and and uh, you know. Well, so here's the interesting thing about Fitzpatrick. So this actually, I I I, I looked this up. I looked up Fitzpatrick because somebody was saying, oh, the Jets know Fitzpatrick really well, so he's in trouble. I don't right? think that. Mean, no, I, I think that's meaningless. It's a different. So I looked up Fitzpatrick's numbers against his previous against his previous team, like the next year. Yeah. So in other words, he was in Buffalo, then he was in Tennessee, Houston, the Jets, et cetera. Right. You can only look up stats like that for like Fitzpatrick and, and Josh McCann. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick against his former team, and not like years later, but you know, right afterwards, six and two with 265 yards per game, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. How does he have so many games against former teams? Is it divisional teams? Because he's because he switched every single year, and for some reason, he when he went from Houston to Tennessee to the Jets, each of those teams played the previous team the next year. He's played the team he played the previous year eight times. No, I did. I did the previous two years. Oh, okay, fine. That's still a lot. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, he's six and two, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions, basically MVP caliber numbers. Okay. So Fitzpatrick actually seems to know his former team. So I think Fitzpatrick is going to light up. Right. I, right. That may, it makes more sense the other way, right? That he knows what the defense does because he's gone up against it in practice, especially yeah. it's the same coaches. Well, anyway, so I am picking uh, Tampa to beat the Jets. Okay. I don't think so, but you know, maybe. Okay, good. We got another disagreement. That's the, that's the goal of this cooperation. But uh, yeah, Dirk Cutter, neither one of us picked him in that draft, but he's got to go. Yeah, bye, Dirk. All right, who's next? Yeah. Okay, that brings us to number 28, the biggest dropper so far on our list, Hugh Jackson. I had him at 16 in the preseason. Yeah, a lot of people thought, well, it's not him, and now I think, you know, it is him, and the that team is, is a point, disaster. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, your team has to win a game. I mean, I think he's getting fired. I think everyone we've mentioned so far, I mean, Cutter maybe has a chance. Of course, he went 1-15 last year, and he might go 1-15 yeah. again this year. Like, yeah. he has to be fired. Yeah, he's a really good offensive coordinator who maybe got overpromoted one level. Uh, yeah. He's gone. Bye, yeah. Hugh. Um, yeah, they're going to lose to Detroit this week. Nothing to discuss there. Number 27, uh, your coach, a big riser. He was 31 in the preseason, and maybe I'm too low at him at 27, Todd Biles. Yeah, I do think, I, you know, people have been saying, hey, Bowles should be like 20 or something on this list, and I don't I don't disagree. I Listen, his his basement is pretty low. Like, he, he makes some bad decisions still. If they're ever like a relevant team, their sort of late game management is, is you know, bottom of the barrel. But to, to get this team motivated, I mean, he's been one of the 10 best coaches in the league this year, right? Like, to get a, a team that was tra- actively trying to lose to four and five and like one of the best four and fives in the league, right? Like they lost three. Hard- they don't have a, a lot of close wins. They have three heartbreaking losses, you know, where they blew huge fourth quarter leads. So, uh, you know, as as the drunk guys were saying when I left the jet game on Thursday night, the Jets are going to be should have been seven and two. Yeah, but doesn't that but as, but doesn't that mean he's a bad coach because he's going against what management wanted this season? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's he's not following his directive. They, he should be losing on purpose. Yeah, like he's, he's failing at failing. So, yeah, that's not good. Uh, by the way, uh, Micah still does not believe him. He has him down to number thirty, but that's crazy. You can't give it to number thirty when he's gone. Yeah, that's past hatred. No, yeah. listen, he almost beat you. Then what does that say about you? That means Belichick's probably twenty nine. They're equal. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike Malarkey, I have next at, at uh, twenty six. He uh, Tennessee's another team everybody was high on in the preseason. You know, their record is actually, you know, they're five and three and they're about to be six and three, but they've been very underperformed. Yeah, I just, I sh- you know, I've never seen anything from Mike Malarkey that's uh, like, oh, that's impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Mike Clark has them all over number 19, but yeah, that's a mistake. Uh, I, I really don't have a lot to say about him. Number 25, I have Doug Marone. Jackson has been much better than expected this year, obviously. Yeah, this is rough. I think I think you look back. And also, and to be like, fair, like he was very good in Buffalo that one very year. Very good in Buffalo. Left. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like he's a gruff personality who's probably going to, you know, he's like a poor man's Harbo is going to wear out his welcome pretty quickly. I think he's a good coach. I think he's at least a league average coach to me, at least. Yeah. And I think it's too I, high on him. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I see uh, Mike has him on there, number 12. It's just that, first of all, he made the terrible decision to leave the Bills. Then he couldn't get a job for years. Yeah. And 
and Jacksonville was not good. You know, again, so far they're good this year. So we'll, we'll wait and see. And, and, and maybe I'm wrong about him. But I also I don't like like you like to jump to conclusions. I know like you were like all in on Dan Quinn like five games. But I like career. Marone. I, Marone was a very good coach for Buffalo, and you know he left. There's in a no very way you had Marone higher than the, the mid twenties in the preseason though. I don't. I mean, I I don't remember. But but I uh, to me like. Yeah, he's he's a coach of the year candidate. I mean, as you said, Peterson's going to win it. But like, you know, if there was a top five, he'd be in there. He's doing a good job. All right. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong on him. We'll see. Uh, number 24, I have Jim Caldwell. You know, we love to make fun of Jim Caldwell. but <laughs> He's fine. Jim Caldwell should be like 16 or 17. He is a league average coach to me, Jim Caldwell. Okay, but last year you had him like 30. I mean, but yeah, but you look at his body of work. It's like, oh, man, this guy's won a ton of games. He has a winning yeah. record in his career. Like, he wins. Like, yeah, he, you know, he does. he doesn't inspire a lot of people, but. He, he's he's not a bad coach. This the Lions are you know as relevant as they've been basically in a long time. Uh, it's the, it, it's you know Stafford's a good player, but it's not like that team is stacked with superstars. Like everyone in the world is you know and Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah. They're not like well, they're, I think that I don't know. And he's an offensive guy, so I don't know if he gets credit. But their defense, which I think DVOA was like thirtieth last year, is like third right now. Like their defense is just completely this reversed. A, this is a this is a good team. This is like a very typical six seed of the playoffs type team. Yeah, I don't think they're. I think they're a seven and nine team. I think oh, really? they, they pull wins out of their ass every year. Uh, after they well, beat that's the, a good sign for him, maybe. Maybe he's helping them. After they beat the Packers on Monday night, every single idiot on ESPN was saying, oh, they're definitely going to win the division, even though they're two games back in the Vikings because, you know, they have a better quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. like please slow your roll with the Lions. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't believe in them at all. All right, uh, number 23, I have Kyle Shanahan, which is exactly where Mike Clark has him. Rookie coach, a little bit hard to say. You know, they have, obviously haven't won anything yet. I mean, they literally haven't won a single game yet, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I give him a, like a like a not you know an NNA. He's in a complete yeah yeah, but, but like you have to win a, a single game to be higher than twenty three. I had him twenty one in the preseason. Yeah, but I would still hire like I th- I still think he's a good coach. I think long term he will be good. Coach. Yeah, well we'll have to wait and see. All right, number twenty two, uh, a riser. I had him twenty nine in the preseason because I, I used to like John Fox in Denver and I liked him when he first came to Chicago. But it seemed at the beginning of this year like he just didn't care. Like he was sort of Jay Cutlering it. He was on the way out the door. But the Bears have become passable. And um, here's a hot take for me. My prediction for this division is, uh, in fact, let's go further. By week 14, every team in this division will be 7-6 and six or 6-7. Six and seven. Okay. I think the Bears will be a game out of the playoffs with a couple weeks to go in the season. That would be, you know, a, a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and part of that is, um, you know, even though the Vikings are 6-2, and two, I think that uh, some comeuppance is coming unless uh, Teddy Bridgewater can come back and, and be good again, not having touched. Who do you want to be? The, like, do you want Bridgewater to play this week? I mean, it's just how does he hasn't he hasn't touched the football in a year and a half. You know, uh huh. He's touched football, but he hasn't gone against a live defense. When, like, but how, how is that going to change next week if he gets a few snaps in practice? Well, that's the problem. You need a preseason to work him in. Like, you can't. The middle of a playoff race is not the time. But, but, but we have seen Case Keenum's ceiling. Case Keenum has performed extraordinarily well. Statistically, he's been a top ten quarterback this year, but he's not that. And he's done it against crappy defenses. He's. You're not going to. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Case Keenum, right? So it just, um, uh, you know, Bradford's officially done. He played one game this year. He, he looked like the best guy in the world in, in week one and then never played again. So congratulations. And I just, I don't know. I, I want it to be Bridgewater, but I don't know realistically how it can be. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wish Bridgewater had been healthy two or three weeks earlier so he could get some practicing against like the Browns of the world. Right. Yeah, their next five weeks, they're four of them are on the road and they're playing uh, five playoff contenders. I mean, you'd have to think the next time Keenum has a bad game, Bridgewater's coming in. Yeah, I mean, they want Bridgewater to be the quarterback, obviously. So I, I, my, my hope is that he is the quarterback soon. But I just, you know, I, I I hope he can do it. But yeah. So um, yeah. So what were we talking about? So we were talking about John Fox. Yeah. So we're talking about John Fox. Um, the Bears have been better than expected. Their offense throws the ball eight times a game. But, you know, they're, they're covering up for um, Mitch Trubisky, who is not good. 
And so, uh, uh-huh. you know, John Fox, I have a 22. I give him a little bit of respect. 22? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, they're playing the Packers this week at home, and I think the Bears are going to win. I mean, the Packers are in free fall right now. I mean, yeah, the Packers are done. They put a fork in them. They are toast. All right. So you're picking the Bears as well. Yeah, of course. Definitely. All right. Number 21, another rookie coach, Vance Joseph for the Broncos. The Broncos started out really hot. Uh, you picked him as a, as a possible Super Bowl contender when we made that one bet where you took five teams. Osweiler looked good for two games and then completely fell apart. They have no quarterback either. They've gone from Osweiler. Excuse me. They've sorry. Simeon looked good and they went from him to Osweiler. They're going to go to Paxton Lynch as soon as he's healthy, I assume. Uh huh. Sort of like the Vikings with Teddy B, I guess. But we don't know if Paxton Lynch is anything. And, you know, this defense has also fallen apart the last few weeks. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, 51 points is crazy. You know, Vance Joseph, yeah. I was down on the hire and, uh, you know, he's not getting canned, but it's I don't I don't you know, this is not ideal. Me and Mike both have been exactly 21. I just we haven't seen enough to make a decision either way is my feeling here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I to me. It, I, yeah, I, I need more, but I'm, I'm very nervous about about Vince Joseph this week in the beginning of the year. I actually predicted that week 10 would be the Patriots first loss. They would go into Denver and lose. I've uh, flip-flopped on that one. I think the Patriots are going to win this week. But the Patriots lose this week. No, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, number 20 on my list, uh, Anthony Lynn, another rookie uh, coach. To me, and I see Mike's a little lower on him. He has him at 24. I had him at 20 in the preseason, so I haven't moved him. But I think that Anthony Lynn has to get some credit because he's in an incredibly difficult situation. This team essentially is playing 16 road games. And he has him three and five. And if he had a competent kicker, they could be five and three or, you know, maybe even better. Yeah, no, no, he's done a very good job. I think this team is, you know, they lost so many close games and they fought back. Uh, you know, I, th- I think you have to be at least, you know, mildly optimistic about Anthony Lynn. All right. So you're much higher on Lynn than you are on Joseph uh-huh. among the rookies and Shanahan. Yes. All right. And we got a couple more rookies to come, obviously. All right. Uh, this week, by the way, the Chargers at Jacksonville. That's a great game. I think this is going to be a really close game. I would take the points, but I think Jacksonville is going to win. Where's the game in Jacksonville? Not that it really matters. Yeah, for, yeah, home matters for either team. I'm going to take the Chargers, but I, this is actually a really good game. Very underrated game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's our third disagreement of the week. So that's good. And um, number 19 is Sean McDermott for Buffalo. I had him 25 in the preseason. So he's definitely taking a jump up because the Bills have taken a jump up. I need to see more from him. I see uh, Mike Clark's all the way in. He has him at number 13 already. Uh, McDermott, you know, it looks like he could be a decent coach, but hard to tell this 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 point. I like McDermott. I think uh, this is one of the better, you know, vintage Bills teams. Yeah. Although, I mean, as we say, like every year the Bills are above 500, you know, at some point in November and they miss the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's see. Yeah. If he does it, then he's, you know, he's he's a hero in Buffalo. All right. And let's talk about the game this week. And actually, let's talk about the line for this game. So this is this to me is crazy. The Saints have been like the most overhyped team by Vegas every single week lately. And I, by the way, maybe Vegas is right and I'm wrong because they've been covering their spreads. But uh, they were favored in Green Bay uh, the first week that uh, Rodgers was out when yeah. uh, when, you know, before everybody realized how bad Green Bay was. OK, uh, then the next week they were favored by eight against Chicago, which I thought was too much. And uh, and they covered that. And then last week, they were favored by seven against Tampa, which I thought were two pretty similar teams. And then, you know, once again, I was wrong. And this week they're going into Buffalo. Buffalo, who's been you know one of the better teams in the league, frankly, you know they're they're, they're only five and three, they, but they were five and two before they lost to your Jets last week. And New Orleans is favored in Buffalo. Isn't that crazy? I think we're sleeping on New Orleans. Yeah, I mean they've won six in a row. So I, I, by the way, you, know, you know who has the best uh, uh, you know a point differential in the NFL? Is it still Jacksonville? No, the Rams are one. Oh, the Eagles, obviously. Oh, the Rams. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah, the Rams are one. The Eagles are two. The Jaguars are three. Yeah. Okay. But number four is the Saints. I mean, they're a good team. 
Yeah. I mean, they got blown up by the Vikings in week one, although I think they got garbage points to look closer. And they got blown up by the Patriots in week two. Yeah. And uh, they've been hindsight, great basically since. They're six, yeah. Since then, they've been really good. Their defense, which, you know, again, Sam Bradford made them look like, you know, JV. And they've got all of a sudden they have a good pass defense. So I'm not sure how that happened. Yeah, and we'll get to their coach. I, I just think I, I I think people are sleeping on the Saints. I, I you know, I. I don't I don't know how like, uh, you know, I've been starting there like it shocked me, but I've been starting their defense in, in the league I'm in that has defense special teams. And yeah, uh, they've, they've been dominant. Yeah. All right. So uh, they're going into Buffalo. I, I picked against them every week. I've been wrong, but I'm picking Buffalo this week. I was just so unimpressed with uh, with the Bills last week. It might have just been one bad game, but their offensive line is, is problematic right now. Yeah, I'm going with New Orleans. I'm going with New Orleans going into Buffalo and winning. Yeah, 7-0 for New Orleans. All right, wow. All right, number 18, Adam Gaze. Uh, you love Adam Gaze traditionally. You know, I thought he was a decent item, 13 in the preseason. I've moved him down a bit. I see my Clark has him 14. The Dolphins are just – they're a very schizophrenic team, obviously. They went into Atlanta and won, which is one of the weirder outcomes we've seen this year. Yeah. And then, But then they get blown out by teams left and right, so. Yeah, they have a lot of real, weird results. I still think Moore is at least as good as Jay Cutler, but – you know, he has the one. Yeah, they're very un- for a 500 team. They're extraordinarily unimpressive. I mean, and also Gase has to be blamed a little because he's the one who threw all his eggs in the Jay Cutler basket. Like, I understand he lost quarterback Tannehill in the preseason. What was he supposed but to do? Forced him to take Cutler. Well, I mean, other than Kaepernick, let's not talk about that. Like, what was he supposed to do? But the point is that he claimed to be like the special Jay Cutler whisperer. Yeah, but I mean, again, like, the, the, you know, there were there other choices like the, all these clowns that are coming out now, like Josh Johnson and Matt McGloin. Yeah, so so you still like Gaze, or what's your take on Gaze at this yeah, point? Yeah, I like Gaze. I think this is a troubling year, but you know, I, I, I to me, I'm still up on on, on Gaze. I think you bring Tannehill back next year. I think they'll be okay. All right, and uh, they're going at Carolina this week Monday night. They're going to lose that though, right? Yeah, they should. I mean, again, they beat Atlanta. Carolina's yeah, they're gonna yeah. I, I'm I'm picking Carolina, but not exactly a lock to me. Yeah. All right, number seventeen, Bill O'Brien. I still think that the, what he did with his quarterback situation, he should have been fired on the spot for that. A, to have concluded based on everything he saw in the preseason and in, in, in training camp and summer workouts and everything that, that Tom Savage was better than Deshaun Watson. And then B, having made that wrong decision, but that's the decision he made to reverse himself based on like 15 snaps in the first quarter of the first game. Uh, all, all the way around, complete disaster. Uh, all of a sudden, his his season, of course, is ruined now that uh, Deshaun Watson's out anyway. I just, Bill O'Brien's supposed to be a quarterback's guy and he looked at uh, Deshaun Watson and Tom Savage and thought Savage was better. So to me, uh I'm not impressive about that, but um, you know he he's he's won this division, made the playoffs a couple of times, so give him. I'm at 17th, whatever. I shrug. Okay. Yeah, all right, so you got no takes at all about Houston. Yeah, 17 sounds right. Houston at the Rams this week. By the way, that's like an 11 and a half point spread, which is kind of crazy. I know this would have been such a cool game with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. This would have been one of the big games of the year. It I think. Been great game. It's really depressing that Watson's gone. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. The Rams are going to win this game. Has anybody gone from like – DeAndre Hopkins, like at least like you could pray because he's so good. Has anybody gone from like a solid fantasy player to like beyond the relevant faster than Will Fuller, the second Watson got hurt? Jordy Nelson. Yeah. But like Nelson – listen, Nelson's performed probably – you know, like can perform with a backup. Like Fuller has no chance. Like Fuller's whole thing was like run 60 yards yeah. and try and catch. Because yeah, he only had like 10 catches. Just eight of them were touchdowns. So yeah. Right. Like Nelson might get like 12 targets. He's just not going to do anything. Yeah. Well, Fuller should be dropped immediately. I agree. All right, uh, number 16, Jay Gruden. Washington sort of hanging around this playoff race. Hanging around. I think they're having a very average year. The fact that they haven't totally cratered with Sean McVay, who's apparently like the greatest coach in NFL history, uh, is a good sign. Yeah, they're playing the Vikings this week at home. This is obviously a must win for Washington. They're four and four. Yeah, I like Minnesota here. Yeah, um, I'm going to pick the Vikings. I'm going to pick uh, Washington. Good game. There's some good games this week. It's actually a pretty good schedule. Last week was a garbage schedule. Yeah, this is the fifth disagreement we have where I'm taking the home team, you're taking the road team. But I just... I hope I'm wrong. Not obviously. a great sign for me, straight up. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, not taking. Not taking the Vikings. Uh, I just 
the thing is, like, we've seen, look, they've won all these games in a row, but they've been winning them against crappy teams. Who do they beat? They beat Baltimore. They beat Cleveland. They beat a, a Rodgersless a Packers team. They beat the Bears. That's that's their four game winning streak against those four awful teams. Uh huh. So, yeah, not a lot of confidence there. All right, um, that's uh, Washington number fifteen. Mike McCarthy. I've never liked Mike McCarthy in terms of his, his his game decisions. Obviously, what what we've always said about him as well. You know, he must be doing something coaching him up. You know, during the week. Uh, sort of a poor man's Andy Reid in a lot of ways. His his decisions at the quarterback position behind Aaron Rodgers have been very curious. The the fact that he's trying out, you know, Brett Hundley is just a, an indictment of him. It's really Who crazy. They tried out. Well, this is a team, a perfect team for Kaepernick, frankly. Right? I mean, yeah. But the, the only argument against Kaepernick. The people of Wisconsin are, are frothing at the mouth for we're Callan Kaepernick, as you know. Yeah. Well, the, the only argument I can think of is that the Packers know that notwithstanding the fact that, that Rodgers is saying he might come back, they know there is zero chance of him coming back in January, even if they make the playoffs. Right. No, if they make, they make the playoffs, I think he might come back. The problem is that there's no chance of no, coming back. No, see, I'm arguing the opposite. If he could come back in the playoffs, then they would have no, then they need to get Kaepernick because they need somebody who can scratch their way into a playoff. Because again, I think 9 and 7 can win this division. No, they didn't even consider, these teams aren't even considering Kaepernick. Well, then, but then why? Then that's what's crazy then. They're not even considering him. Yeah, no, no, then it's time for Boston to succeed. Other than the, Ra- the Ravens are the only team to have even given it a thought. But but that's crazy, is what I'm saying. And almost every team basically has had a has had a quarterback issue this year where they would consider it. Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. If if Case Keenum went down this week and then you had both guys on IR, your team wouldn't consider Kaepernick. Well, Teddy B supposedly coming back. <laughs> and don't they have a young guy they like also behind them? Yeah, the guy the guy who was yeah the Broncos guy who was really good in the preseason. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you guys, I, there's just no team that's that's he's never. Yeah. I mean, I'd say he's never getting signed. Like he's never going to well, play. Well, once he filed that lawsuit, for sure he's never getting signed. He's never getting signed again. Yeah, that, that was the final decision, and I think he 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 did that because he realized. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm very unimpressed with Mike McCarthy, but you know, whatever. There's a lot of bad coaches, so he's 15. All right, number 14, Jack Del Rio. People have been discussing that he might get fired. I had him eight in the preseason. I, you know, he was a pretty good coach for Jacksonville. He he was the last time Jacksonville was relevant. He was their coach. And then he came to Oakland and turned around another moribund franchise. So that's why I kind of like Del Rio, even though he's had some wacky things he says online. You know, like I think he's like into anti-vaxxing and like that that stupid uh, scandal about uh, Rich, you know, the DNC guy was killed. Uh-huh. So Jack Del Rio might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I thought he was a good football coach. But now I'm having second thoughts because Oakland has been a real letdown this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not down on Del Rio just because they've had some weird weeks. But they, this is a – I mean, this is a playoff team that's not, that you might not make the playoffs. Like this is a weird season for the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're four and five, and frankly, they're lucky to be four and five because a couple of those could have been losses. Yeah, I mean, this is a disastrous year. Like they've had guys fall off the map. Some weeks it looks like Crabtree and Cooper can't catch a pass. They're dropping everything. It's weird. Well, I mean, it's not some weeks. Cooper now three years in a row. He's, I mean, he's had the most drops in the NFL since he came into the league. Yeah, listen, there's a certain type of guy who is amazing getting open, but you know, he doesn't have good hands, and it, it's like a rare yeah. type of thing. But that Cooper seems to be that guy. Yeah. I mean, does, could Del Rio Brandon be Marshall fired? was like that a little bit. Like Brandon Marshall is as good as anybody in you know the last twenty years of getting open, but you know you know doesn't doesn't necessarily make every catch. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any chance Del Rio gets fired? No, definitely not. I mean, if they go four and twelve, but no, he's not getting fired. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Number thirteen. Another guy who's dropped six spots from my preseason ranking, Bruce Arians. The bloom is off the rose a little bit with Arians. I think now I see Mike Clark has him all the way down at number twenty-two, so he really doesn't believe in him. Arizona's another big underwhelming team, second year in a row. I mean, last year they thought they were a Super Bowl contender and they crashed and burned. I mean, listen, this year, they're a very old team, very old team, and you shouldn't be winning with Drew Stanton, so. 
you know, I, yeah, but 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 they were losing before Drew Stanton came into the picture. Yeah, but again, Carson Palmer I mean, is, is, is you know we talked about the Dolphins. They are the worst four and four team in the league. Their wins have been incredibly unimpressive. Yeah, no, this team is not good. Uh, they need to rebuild the Cardinals. Any chance they can upset Seattle on Thursday night? No. no. All right, number twelve, Doug Peterson. Uh, again, you thought he was going to be fired this year. He's going to be the coach of the year. I had him nineteen in the preseason, so I you know I was I sort of thought he was middle of the pack, and, and I've moved him up a little bit. Probably 12 is too low given what he's done this year, but I want to see more than one year of track record. Yeah, I agree. I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him, you know, somewhere right outside the teens. Yeah, by the way, uh, Mike Clark has my number five, so he's all the way in. I mean, okay, so we're being – it's a little bit what have you done for me lately. I don't listen to the Mike Lombardi podcast, obviously, because I don't want my ears to bleed. Mm. But what is Lombardi saying about Peterson lately? Do we have any idea? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I have, no, I, I have no idea, but I am sure it's uh, – yeah, because I think Simmons mentioned it last week. I th- I'm sure it's he's like, finding a way to give credit to everybody about the coach yeah, or something yeah. like that. I, no, no question. I'm sure he's just dan- you know because he was right about one and wrong about the other because McAdoo's been a disaster. So I'm sure he's yeah. focusing on McAdoo and not. And, yeah, but he hated them both equally, and so he's not. Not I was the wrong type of actually, guy. Actually, he hated Peterson more than he hated McAdoo. Yes, McAdoo. He just said had too many plays. Peterson. He just hated everything about Peterson. Yeah, he just detests him. Yeah. All right. Number eleven is a, uh, one of the longest-standing veteran coaches in the league. When we forgot to draft him in our draft, everybody thought that we made a big mistake. Sean Payton, in hindsight, it was a good thing we didn't take him because uh, he's had a renaissance. The Saints have had a renaissance. Yeah, no, it was literally an oversight. Like we, I think we both thought the other person took Payton, and we forgot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. But it worked out to our benefit. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I do think maybe Payton should cut his losses and go like find another team. Like go maybe- Yeah, but that's what we said before. But he's just won six games in a row, so how do you say that now? Well, yeah, I, you like sell, you know, sell high on Breeze, who's a million years old, is what I'm saying. I mean, it's just well, why are they better all this? And I mean, well, I, I, the answer is very simple because they had a, the worst defense in the league, and all of a sudden they have a good defense. But yeah, that is that cre- that's credit for Dennis with, Allen, right? Yes. No, Dennis Allen's basically the assistant coach of the year. Yeah. Has Peyton done anything differently, or it's just Dennis Allen? Basically, I have no idea. Yeah. Hard to say. All right. That's so. I have Peyton at number nine. Or excuse me, at number eleven. You think that's okay? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's pretty reasonable. That he's you know. All right, uh, number ten is another coach you had uh, on your uh, fire list. That's uh, Jason Garrett. I think that Jason Garrett is – he's been around a while, and the bottom line is that they've been you know not in the playoffs, but they've been a fairly successful team. And with all the crap coaches in this league, I think that he's the 10th best coach, frankly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's so weird. The Cowboys, I feel like, are the exact same team every year. Like this – the Cowboys are going to have a loss in the playoffs this year. so devastating. It's going to like set their entire state of Texas back five years. I could, I'm calling it already. Yeah, I mean, uh, what you feel bad for them? They won all the Super Bowls in the nineties. I mean, again, playoffs. they're not even in the playoffs. I think if they ended today, but they're you know it's certainly in the fight for the wild card. Yeah, well, they're they're five and three, but yeah, the thing is they're they're not really going to catch Philly. Although they haven't lost the game in the division yet, so in theory, no, they could. they're three games but, back. They're not catching Philly. Well, if they beat Philly twice, they're not catching Philly. Yeah, I mean, literally, they if twice they beat and... Philly twice, they're still behind them. And the, like, it's not going to happen. No, all right, uh, they're going to Atlanta this week. Uh, this is the only game I think we haven't picked yet. I'm going to pick Atlanta to win. This should be a really good game, though. Yeah, no, Dallas-Atlanta is a really good game. Uh, heartbreaker, uh, Atlanta wins. Yeah, all right. And that's good because that means we have five disagreements, so we're guaranteed not to have a tie, which is good because we've had a couple of ties lately. So Jason Garrett, number 10. Number nine has moved at all since the preseason, I see. Uh, and, and and Mike Clark has a number 10 also, but he's really been cruising on his reputation for quite a while now. That's John Harbaugh. Oh, I thought you meant Michael Clark's been cruising on his reputation. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I, I do think – yeah, I agree. Harbaugh, show me something, Harbaugh. But this team stinks. I don't know what he should do with this team. This team shouldn't be good. All right, so you're giving no uh, blame to John Harbaugh for Baltimore. I mean, I he, he, I guess he could do Baltimore. Better. By the way, yet another unbelievably bad four and four team. Yeah, they stink. The Baltimore four stink. Five, but yeah, I think yeah. the Jets might be better than Baltimore. 
Yeah, oh, I think they are. I agree. All right, uh, number eight is Ron Rivera. Carolina, everybody's sort of been down on Carolina this year, and Cam Newton obviously has you know ten touchdowns, eleven interceptions. But you know, Carolina's still six and three somehow. I, Carolina's to me is such a hard team to call. Like every week, they look like a totally different franchise. It, but you look at Rivera. He started, you know, he was our conservative coach. Then he became Riverboat Ron. Now he's sort of trending towards conservative again, which is a little bit of a concern, I think. Uh, I would say it is a concern, uh, yeah. but I, I just don't know. Every week, this team is – the Benjamin trade to me is so weird. Was Rivera involved in that decision? I because no Cam Newton did not seem to like it. No, no I, I mean, why would he like it? Yeah, Devin Funch is compared all of well, he, he compared his team to the Titanic in a positive way. I so. mean, the only good sign is that Christian Caffrey looked like an NFL player last week for the first time, basically. Yeah, well, John Stewart is uh, so bad that they need somebody at the running back position. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that this is another team that's you know gonna gonna you know choke in a playoff game. All right, gonna be a lot of choking the post. All right, number seven is a, a rookie coach and another contender for coach of the year. If Peterson doesn't get it, that's Sean. McVay. I mean, you almost like it's almost hard not to have him at two. Basically, it's crazy that he's thirty-one years old. Yeah, we're much older than. Him. <laughs> yeah, we would. So are half the players in the league. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, this is. The, I mean, this could be end up being one of the great coaching jobs of all time. Like, uh, I could the Super Bowl at the end of the day. Could the Super Bowl be the Rams or the Jaguars? Is that possible? <laughs> no. Could the Rams well, Jaguars be the Super Bowl this year? I mean, that would be so bad. Honestly, Rams Steelers. Well, yeah. What about Rams Patriots? Like an old school Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Here's my thing about Sean. Yeah. Sean is 31 and he's a head coach. If he doesn't burn out, and I'm sure he will, because it's it's such an intense job. You're working, you know. Yeah. Plus, you make so much money, like nowadays. Yeah. Like he's gonna. But make a but, but he's so young that if he was good, he could shatter every record because he could be a coach for 40 years. Yeah. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, he's he's like replay this after he gets fired after they go like two and 14 the next two years. But yeah, no, yeah. this is amazing. All right. So you would have Sean McVay even higher than seven. Yeah, I still think Jared Goff sucks. By the way, I think with any other <laughs> coach, he'd still be like. You know, have like four touches. So, so you didn't do a ranking, but where would you put McVeigh? Yeah, I, I, to me, I, I, this is I, this is just remarkable. Like they've gone from fourteen points to thirty-two points with the exact same team. Like they added Sammy Watkins, who they don't pass the ball to. Like they, it's the exact same yeah. team. Well, it's it's sort it, of it, like when Jim Harbaugh came I, into I, San Francisco yeah, and immediately turned that team around. Yeah, to me, it's like if you don't put him at two. Like it's, you know, I, oh, so you you would put him at two. So you think he's coach of the year over Peterson, and you think he's the second best quarterback coach in the league already. I don't I'm not sure forever, but I just think like it's almost disrespectful to him to not have him at two. I mean, I have him at seven and he's been a coach for two months. So. Yeah, this is the I mean, it's the greatest two months of basically any coaches ever had. By the way, just highlights how bad Jeff Fisher is, I think, also. No, going from Fisher, you know, this is an old Bill Simmons rule, but like just going from an awful coach to a mediocre one, that's like when teams go from 5-11 to 9-7 that first year. Yeah. And then like the Rex Ryans, the Todd Bowles, like they fall back to earth the next year, right? Yeah. But uh, – yeah. All right, uh, number six is a guy that I had four in the preseason. You've always loved him. I see Mike Clark has him down to 15, which is surprising. Obviously, Atlanta's underwhelmed a little bit, but uh, Dan Quinn has still been a good coach. His first year as team starts 6-0, and his second year takes him to the Super Bowl. So, Yeah, what's the record now? They're 5-4, and four, assuming that they uh, beat the Cowboys this week. They're 4-4. Four and four. <laughs> It's another way of saying that. 4-4? <laughs> four and four. Yeah, they've been very underwhelming. They lost to Miami at home, which we said was one of the crazy records. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, listen, the teams that lose the Super Bowl almost never make the playoffs. Um, well, okay. So let's talk about right now. So you're getting one team out of the NFC North, probably the Vikings, right? Yeah. The Vikings are going to win the North. The Eagles obviously the Eagles? already won the East. The I, Yeah. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to get to 10 and 6. Well, then, well, that's the playoffs thing because I think the Rams and Seahawks make it too. So that means that means the Panthers and the Falcons. Yeah. So the Rams and Seahawks, but the Rams and Seahawks are both going to have 11 wins, I think. And then Carolina and New Orleans are both going to have at least 10 wins. Yeah. I think a 10 win team is not going to make it in the NFC. 
that would be wild. And that means Atlanta has no chance. Basically. Yeah, I think Atlanta's going to go nine and seven. They're going to miss. And I think Dallas is going to go probably ten. And well, six the Green Bay loss. It would the NFC. The truth is, the NFC playoff race would have been absolutely crazy with Green Bay with a healthy Rodgers. Yeah, because you would have had two teams in every division that were basically like you know have to make the playoffs. And by the way, and we we're not mentioning Detroit, who still could be good. We're not mentioning Washington, who still could be good. Right, Detroit and Washington go on a run. To me, from four and four, you're in big trouble right now, which is where Atlanta is. Yeah. Which was where I mean Arizona. And by the way, think. it's so different in the AFC. In the AFC, like so like Baltimore or Buffalo. Oh yeah, the, the Cowboys would be in the playoffs already if they were in the if yeah. they were in the AFC. Right, right now I think the Jaguars and the Bills have have the wild cards with the Pats, Steelers, uh, Titans, and uh, Chiefs. Or the, you know, Titans, Jaguars are. Look, I've been telling so you, the, the Ravens are a terrible team, but they're going to weasel in nine and seven in the six. Like, you know, who's the seventh, the first team out of the playoffs in the AFC? The Dolphins at four and four. They're the only four and four team. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. So there's going to be a bad team in the. I mean, last year the Dolphins were that team. They were a bad wild card team. There's going to be a bad wild card team in the AFC this year. Yeah. Well, do you think the NFC is better than the AFC? Yeah. They look pretty similar. I don't. I don't know what the record against is. Yeah, I mean, I think the NFC is better. I mean, you know, the AFC is the Patriots and the Steelers, but uh, the NFC just has more depth. The six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams in the NFC are all better than like. The no, I agree. There's going to be some. Yeah, the yeah. three, six, four, five games in the AFC playoffs might be pretty weak. Yeah. All right. Uh, where so I've, I mean, look at look at the Cowboys smacking around the Chiefs last week. Like yeah. you know, you take out the the ludicrous Hail well, Mary. On, the like, yeah, the Chiefs were like the last undefeated team, and everybody was celebrating them, which the Vikings were last year. Like the Chiefs might not be that great either. They might be a nine and seven team, frankly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but they're still probably gonna win that division just because the Broncos have fallen apart. Yeah, I think they're gonna win the division, but yeah, I don't know how great they great chicks there, you know. Let's see what Cole Hogan has to say. All right, uh, so I have Quinn at six. Would you have him higher, lower? What do you think? Oh uh, yeah, he about there. Six my, my Clark has him down at fifteen, so not impressed. Yeah, no, I listen. <laughs> he has uh he's got twenty tape, twenty minutes on tape that he watches like every single night before he goes to sleep that show him why Quinn's so bad. Yeah, that's true. Uh all right, number five, I have uh, Andy Reid. I've always been on the Andy Reid. You know, I've always look, his, his clock management is terrible, but other than that, his teams win every year. So yeah, nothing else to say. You're a Reid guy. Yeah, I mean, my clock has a number two, so he's really a Reid guy. And he, uh, by the way, you're talking about you know you were talking about how uh, Clark has benefited from uh, from Dan Quinn's bad decisions uh, for the Falcons in the Super Bowl last year. How many times has Belichick beaten Reid? He beat him in a Super Bowl. He beat him in the playoffs last year. There's been more occasions than that, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Clark is just influenced by Week One this year. I don't know. All right, number four, I have my boy Mike Zimmer. He's really the only coach I've ever liked for any of my teams my entire life. Yeah, no, listen, I, I just every year there, you know, you overachieve last year and then eventually just ran out of competent, you know, bodies on your team. And I, I think they've done it again this year. I think, you know, with Case Keenum, he's doing, uh, you know, like the impossible, basically. This is, he, yeah, everybody seems to love him. He, he deserves better than, than to be the Vikings coach because he deserves to be a coach of a team that doesn't have like just this terrible luck. Like if he could coach a team whose players all didn't drop dead, you know, and lose all their CLs, their MCLs, and their ACLs, I think you know he could have won a Super Bowl. So I mean, it's the theme of the ceiling this year. Like they're not, like you said, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl, but I, you know, yeah. he's definitely done a really good job. Yeah, and, and by the way, he 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 won't win it obviously because it's going to go to Peterson or McVay. But you know, I, I think that what he's done, he should be a coach of the year candidate. But okay, it's a tough year. To win. All right, number three, number three, and my top three are in the same order as they were in the preseason. And he, uh, number three also for uh, my Clark, I see Mike Tomlin. You know, every single year they, they get it done. Uh, Roethlisberger has taken a step back for sure, but this defense and Tomlin's a defensive guy. This defense has taken a huge step forward for the second year in a row. I mean, la- two years ago they had a terrible defense. Last year I think they were like tenth in the league in DVOA, something like that. This year, like they have a top five defense again. Yeah, not nothing really much to say about the Steelers. Who I had the Super Bowl, and I, I still think they probably, uh, you know, they're a fifty fifty sort of. To me, they're like you know co favorite with the Patriots right now to, to represent the AFC. All right, so you have nothing to say. Now, number two, I have Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll has made a lot of bad decisions this year, but it's body of work for me. 
Like what decision? Watching loose change a few more times? Like, well, did you watch the Washington game? I mean, the Washington game, he had like yeah, seven no, terrible decisions that um, game alone. Yeah, I, to me... Is it possible, by the way, that that, that two-point conversion, I haven't seen anybody discuss this, but that two-point conversion they went for at the end of the game, which made no sense, is it possible they did it just because they thought that Blair Walsh would miss the extra point? Yeah, it's possible they had no they had no faith in Walsh anymore. That is very possible. Yeah. But I mean, he's still... But then but then why haven't you brought another kicker? Does that make you happy or sad watching Walsh like just destroy another team? Of course I'm, of course I'm happy. What are you talking about? I, 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 take, I take joy in his uh, suffering because yeah, he was sad. such an asshole. I, I don't, I, you know, he was such an asshole to the Vikings after he missed that kick. And by the way, I still I, my prediction for the beginning of the season still holds true. The Vikings are going to play Seattle in the second round of the playoffs, and Blair Walsh is going to hit a game ring field goal. Oh, it will be one of the true highlights of my life. It'll be better than your four-team trade. <laughs> You're such an asshole. But I, I still – look, Pete Carroll, he has the body work, so I have number two. Okay. And Belichick won. Nothing to say. Yeah. We're on, we're on to next week's podcast. All right. On to next week's podcast. Bye. Bye. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.